Welcome, everybody, to the American Laundry News Podcast. I'm your host, Editor Matt Poe. Since 1974, American Laundry News has been the newspaper of record for laundry and linen management. I've been with American Laundry News since 2015. For the past 25 years, I've been in print and online media, 18 as a trade publication editor. Today, we're going to talk about healthcare, laundry, and linen services. Now, these services face many challenges, and beyond the basics of processing soiled linens, there are things like infection and quality control, maintaining positive perception with patients and the general public, and so on. Joining us by phone today from Palm Desert, California, to talk about some of these challenges and how they can be overcome is Randy Barch. Randy is president and CEO of Ecotex Healthcare Laundry Services, a family endeavor that's been in business since 1974. Ecotex provides services to hospitals and medical facilities in the United States and Canada. The company is also a founding member of the Healthcare Linen Alliance, which consists of five service providers. Randy, I really appreciate you speaking with us today. Matt, it's great to be a part of this first America Laundry News podcast. I mentioned in the introduction the Healthcare Linen Alliance, and uh, listeners, they may not be aware of it. So tell us a little bit about what is the alliance and how did it form? Well, the Healthcare uh, Laundry Alliance is a group of progressive regional uh, laundry providers that are specializing in the healthcare field. And I guess the best example I would use is uh, like the airline alliances. Uh, you've got Star Alliance and One World, and each of them still allows the individual airline to retain their own identity and their own service practices. Yet by operating on a larger scale, they can create interline opportunities and also invest in some of the back of the house technologies and systems that make each of them better and you get the synergy of, of a large organization, but you still have the local uh, face and the local uh, service element that, that really only a strong progressive regional player can bring to the table. Mm -hmm. And you've talked a little bit about what the members get out of it. How did it all come together though? The Alliance was, I guess, germinated about two and a half years ago, and it came out of a discussion over lunch at a TRSA healthcare conference. And the idea was, uh, where were there opportunities where we could work together really to do things on a combined basis that we couldn't do uh, just by ourselves? And obviously, at the same time, we've been watching our customer set continue to consolidate and get larger. And as that's happened, uh, combined with the group purchasing organizations, the GPOs, pushing for uh, larger and fewer vendors, we saw it as an opportunity to try and address that, what we thought was an emerging trend. And today, the founding members, as you mentioned, is uh, myself, uh, Ecotex, along with Tom Gildred, uh, who's the owner-operator of uh, Emerald Linen Services in San Diego, uh, California, and then Paris Companies, which is uh, uh, David Stern, who really has a strong foothold in the Ohio, Pennsylvania region there, combined with Superior Health Linens, which is Scott Reppert. And Scott's operation also includes Logan's Linens down in Shelbyville, uh, Kentucky, as well as the TCS operation, Textile Care Services in Rochester, Minnesota, which is the laundry that services the Mayo Clinic. So on a combined basis, we're doing somewhere north of 450 million pounds of laundry on an annualized basis. That gives us a tremendous amount of scale that we can help uh, lower, lower costs, as well as uh, innovate with different products and We've been able to beta test a number of different technologies, which we're beginning to roll out. 
Okay, let's start diving in then to the challenges that are going on in healthcare laundry. And a big one, obviously, is infection control. So what strides have been made to improve processing to help ensure that linens are clean? Well, certainly over the last five or ten years, there's been a, a real strong move towards different accreditation and certification programs. One of the initial accreditation programs, which is HLAC, or Healthcare Laundry Accreditation Council, they do on-site inspections. They really review all of the operating manuals, all the different elements in terms of what happens within the laundry and how, how the laundry is processed. And so what we've seen is a large increase in the laundries across the country that are subscribing to accreditation to hold themselves to that standard. The standards have continued to tighten up and uh, what that does is it raises the bar and really provides a a level of third-party validation that each of the facilities that's been accredited is meeting this new standard. At the same time, Uh, Hygienically clean certification has been introduced over the last number of years. And what that's doing, in addition to looking at how the plant is, is operated, it's also testing the products once, once they've been processed. So those, those are the two lead programs. And we're certainly seeing a lot of the larger uh, progressive regional operators across the country involved with, with both of those programs. And not only does it help us set a standard internally in terms of how we expect our facilities to run, but it also more importantly gives our customers a sense of comfort that there's third-party validation, in our case, two different organizations that are regularly checking and inspecting how we process our linens so that they have the the sense that we can really provide a a safe, comfortable environment of care for, for patients. Right. And you're talking a little bit about communication, in in essence, uh, sharing that the linens are clean. How can healthcare facilities and the healthcare laundries better communicate with patients that the linens are clean? How can they better do that? Well, I think it's a challenge to communicate directly with the patients that are receiving care. And I think part of that, Matt, is that when you or a family member uh, or a loved one ends up going to the hospital, you know, it's usually an emergency situation. And really what you're most concerned with is that you get the the medical care, the medical attention uh, that's required for both the diagnosis of and then the treatment of, of whatever is taking you to the hospital. And I think really from a healthcare laundry perspective, our objective is really to provide a, a safe and comfortable environment in which that care can take place. And so to the degree that, that we do our job well, then the clinicians and the doctors and the medical professionals can really focus on on their job. And I think the value proposition really is focused on, on the hospitals, on the health systems, and those care providers. So I think certainly what we see is that hospitals and health systems, as they've gotten larger and larger and need controls in place to make sure that things are done to a high standard, they certainly continue to push for their suppliers to have those accreditation and certification standards. I think we can increase the value if we can do a better job penetrating the clinicians, the doctors, and and care providers so that they know when they're doing their work that they're being backstopped by uh, professionals like ourselves. 
Okay. Um, I'd like to continue on a little bit more with communication because there's one aspect. When something happens in a healthcare facility, if there's an outbreak and Lennon is even remotely connected to it, the media, they latch onto it. Are there ways, methods that healthcare laundries and the healthcare facilities can better work with the media to communicate their hygienically clean linens that they have? Well, you know, I think it's an interesting uh, dilemma. There has been some significant events that have happened where patients have been affected and there's been some deaths that have occurred in certain situations that have been uh, allegedly have some connection back to the the linen or the laundry service or the linen and laundry that's being used. And I I think what happens is that those events have gotten a tremendous amount of media attention, largely through the the litigation process, where the uh, attorney tries very hard to sensationalize the event in order to create as much dramatic impact as possible, which obviously causes the health system and the insurers and others to uh, hopefully move towards a settlement. And in most cases, I think that's generally where they uh, end up. So, you know, that's part of the the drama that uh, unfolds in our legal process. At the same time, those things, ironically, I believe are good because it draws attention to government regulators and to health systems how important linen is in the overall delivery of care. I mean, basically, the laundry that's used at any given hospital on a daily basis is an important tool in providing patient care. And unless it's done properly, unless those products are handled and stored properly within the hospital, different risks are presenting themselves. And certainly, we're in an environment on a global basis where, you know, bugs and bacteria and viruses uh, do move transcontinentally and intercontinentally. And so the levels of risks that exist today are much higher than they were five or 10 years ago before travel was as global as it is today and people were moving around from country to country and city to city and state to state. So, you know, those big events that have taken place draw attention to the need for the laundry and linen providers uh, to be providing service at the highest standard and highest uh, level that's required in order to uh, provide that safe, comfortable patient care environment. Now, we've spent a lot of time talking about infection control here and assuring the cleanliness of linens. What other challenges are you seeing, some of the major ones, in terms of healthcare laundry linen service? Well, the industry is certainly impacted by you know, changes to the labor market. You know, I think generally at a high level, uh, the labor market is tightening up as we've, you know, reached in many states uh, very high levels of employment, which is great for the economy, but it's uh, difficult when you're in a service business and you um, need an access to new employees as you grow and expand your services. So, I mean, that's an issue. Uh, Certainly the pressure on moving up uh, minimum wages, you know, that can be very difficult because we're... um, a high volume, low margin business. And uh, as as our customers, as our hospitals have continued to consolidate, they end up with more and more purchasing power to basically lever lower and lower prices out of out of vendors. And so, you know, you, you get to a point where there's diminishing returns, where there's, you know, less opportunities to cut cost. Mostly as a service business, so much of uh, our cost input is the labor that's done. Uh, and so, 
you know, you, you require things like water. Obviously, water that you use is discharged, so you have sewer costs, which are regulated by the publicly owned uh, treatment works. Those systems have increased their cost at a rate far greater than that inflation as well. And whether it's that or energy, those are the primary inputs that go into providing laundry services on scale. So, you know, there's all of those complexities of the business that we face. Uh, also, I think as hospital systems consolidate, as they get larger, their service geography expands. And as a provider, we need to be able to grow and adapt and to meet those needs. So, we have the issues of investment and reinvestment, investment in technology, as well as uh, delivery networks. All of those things just, you know, continue to raise the stakes in uh, in the industry. Okay, uh, just one more question for you before we wrap up. I'd like you to take a look into your crystal ball and see what is the healthcare laundry and linen service. What will it look like in five to ten years? Well, I think, you know, again, what we need to do is remain customer-focused, Matt. And if you think of the customers that we service, what are those trends? You know, we've seen some tremendous mergers take place in the last, really last, you know, 12 months. And we think that that trend will continue. A lot of people have suggested that we will end up with as few as 25 health systems in the U.S. that control 90% of the hospitals and uh, inpatient patient care. So if that if that becomes a reality over the next five or 10 years, then the number of opportunities for business become much more, become fewer. And so therefore the stakes become higher. That's where we think alliances like our Healthcare Linen Alliance is really important because as we can provide a broader and more consistent service across a broader spectrum, then we can do a better job of meeting those customer needs. So I think that we'll see larger laundry operations and whether they be uh, individual companies or whether they be alliance uh, structures like we like we provide that I think is a trend we'll see I think we'll see the the vendors that support us becoming fewer and fewer as well and that's largely because there's no new entrants moving into the industry the costs the capital costs of investment are too high and the returns on a small scale are, are frankly too low to justify so unless you can get to a certain size you really can't get the economics to work in your favor. So I think all of those trends just put increased pressure on uh, vendors. And, you know, we saw that in the industrial uh, workwear industry as well, where, you know, today you have Cintas and you have Aramark. And with the recent acquisition of Ameripride, you know, there's really four operators in the United States. And those four operators today do greater than 90% of all of the industrial workwear and uniforms that are used. So that's an industry that we can look at and see the consolidation that took place. And I think that we'll, we'll look at that same environment as we move forward, Matt, over the next five to 10 years. All right. Well, with that look into the future, I'm going to bring this podcast to a close. Randy, thanks so much for sharing with us today. You're welcome. The American Laundry News Podcast is a production of American Trade Magazine's LLC in Chicago with music composed by Poddington Bear called Holding On, supplied through Free Music Archive. For more information about future podcasts, visit our website at AmericanLaundryNews.com or consult The Wire, our weekly e-newsletter. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to stay informed about these podcasts, along with news and information from around the industry. 
For American Laundry News, I'm Editor Matt Poe reminding everybody to keep it clean.